Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We are live, MLB DFS Strategy Show. It is Thursday, September 10th. We've got a six-gamer ahead of us tonight. And lucky for us, FanDuel and DraftKings both locking at the same time. We don't have to worry about uh, extra games on either site, so we can just talk about it. I'm Josh Engelman. I am joined by Adam Scher. And uh, I hope you had the Braves yesterday, everybody, because they put up quite a few runs. Adam, what's going on? How's it going? Uh, excited for you know first day of football. We got basketball. We got baseball. It should be a, a really fun day. Yeah, uh, Lakers Rockets tonight. Um, Texans Chiefs tonight. I dropped a showdown video already this morning, so been productive thus far. Yes, yeah, so I have a, I have a lot of work to do between now and then, but by the end of it, it should be fun. Yeah, you and I were talking yesterday. Uh, I was working on my showdown model uh, unsuccessfully for the better part of like two and a half hours because of my own personal stupidity. Finally came through the other side, but it drained me. Now all I want to do is just watch this game. So I have very concentrated ownership so far in showdown. I'm fully expecting this game to be like seven to three now just to irritate me. Well, you know, everyone has concentrated ownership in showdown, right? That's not what I mean. Like a, a concentrated player pool. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, 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 not like everybody's concentrated player pool. And then I'm just fully like, and not on the, the defensive side of the ball, like both defenses, not getting a lot of play for me showed up yeah. really low in the sim. Um, uh, fully expecting those both, like somehow both defenses being optimal yeah. just to Ruin and I, I wasn't really making fun of you because when I play basketball showdown, like all the time, I'm like, damn, I stacked a really low scoring game. And it's like, oh, wait, so did everybody else. <laughs> Fair. Well, also, you should probably just make fun of me anyway. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, if you didn't have the Braves yesterday and you were playing DFS, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you don't have money uh, coming out of that <laughs> slate. You don't see that one every day. 29 runs from Atlanta, the second most in baseball since 1900. You know who had the most? The Atlanta Braves. Texas Rangers against the Orioles. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was, when was that? A couple of years ago? Uh, it yeah. was before their playoff runs, so it was probably like 2010. Okay. I can vaguely remember it, but... Uh, 30 to 3. I can't make it sound like I actually know that I remember it. That's just wild. Like, that's so much scoring. I'm pulling up the box score now just to go through it. Uh, uh, it was 2007. Hmm. Okay. 
Well, what do we know? So it, it was, I, I know Buck Walter was the manager, and I know it was before the Orioles started making the playoffs. 29 runs, 11 in the second inning, two in the third, three in the fourth, six in the fifth, three in the sixth, and four in the seventh. 29 runs on 23 hits. Um, just bonkers. Acuna three for four. Freddie Freeman three for six with six RBI. Acuna had five, by the way. Darno two for seven. Swanson three for four. Austin Riley two for four. Duvall three for four with nine RBI. Albies three for six. Enciarte two for five. Can you imagine if you had like you went zero for six in that game? That would be like such. It, it, it's um. But when, when I was in high school, we played some like really shitty baseball team, and we scored I don't know like thirty runs in like the first three innings or something. But our leadoff hitter, who ended up being drafted and like was the best <laughs> player, it was like he. I remember one inning he made the first sec, first and second out of the inning, and I think he was like on deck when we made the third out. So it, he came like really close. Oh man, like if if you do that in a major league game, I assume you have to buy like dinner or something for right. a clubhouse. <laughs> It's so bad. I'd feel bad if that happened to like Albie since he's still broke, but here nor there. Oh God. I didn't even look at the pitching lines because, Oh wow. Okay. So have you seen the pitching lines for yesterday? No. Well, they let Jordan Yamamoto eat one. Okay. Well, I'll say, I know um, Pablo Lopez ended up like negative 11. That, that looked really good in my lineup. I can't imagine this one's any better. So Pablo Lopez one and two thirds, four hits allowed, seven runs, four walks, and two Ks, one home run. Here's the Jordan Yamamoto line. Buckle up. Two and two thirds innings, 11 hits, 13 runs, 12 earned, two walks, three Ks, and four home runs. He, he deserves that after how unreasonably good he was last year for absolutely no reason. I need to look up what. I need to look up uh, how many fantasy points he got. Like <laughs> 12 runs and four dongs is <laughs> that's going to sting. <laughs> like, is he, especially in a 60 game season, like his ERA is just wrecked. <laughs> Unrecoverable. All right. Unselect. Can you even pick him? Did he, did he get rostered? Is there a way, is there a way to see his, well, he was, he was, a, he was a relief pitcher. So, I didn't know if he was like set to be a long man or anything. I didn't know if like a uh, lineup study would even show him. doesn't appear that they do. Uh, I'm pulling up on tap news. Okay. I guess he, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a negative uh, 19.8. <laughs> <laughs> he threw 94 pitches. So the first two pitchers for the Marlins yesterday combined for negative 30.9. Oi. That's not great. That is not great. So he recorded six, eight outs and gave up four home runs. That's that's a new one. That's a new one. The only pitcher for the Marlins that didn't give up a run was Ryan Stanek, pitched a clean, I assume, eighth. That is brutal. Yamamoto's ERA now, 18.26. Not good. Not good. To give up 20 runs combined in four and a third. <laughs> Hope you stack the Braves. That's all that I can say. 
But we need to move on to today's slate. And we do need to shout out Yahoo Sports for being the presenting sponsor of this show. We'll talk a little bit about them as we get moving. But first, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when this and all of our other content goes live. You don't want to miss it. Every sport is in effect right now. Uh, Baseball, basketball, NFL, the, the mainstays of the DFS industry are all happening at the same time, which is unprecedented and kind of wild. I'm, I don't know what to do. There's new stuff to do every single day. It's kind of fun. Are you excited for the NFL? Yeah, very. Okay. Like, what is your least favorite sport of the three? To watch? Uh, just to do anything, I guess. Like, for DFS purposes. Uh, not, not necessarily, like, what's your most profitable. Like, what is yeah. what would be your main focus? For, for DFS, I would say baseball is my least favorite. Okay. I, like, I, I enjoy it still, but I prefer just playing DFS basketball and football. Um, as far as like the actual sports go, NFL is my least favorite. Okay. Fair enough. NFL just, you know, it's like the one sport still where you're playing DFS against people that don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So me, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, the NFL is just such a, uh, an odd grind because of how long it takes for you to get to another slate. That week long break is, and it feels so great. You want the next slate to be Monday if you win. You want the next slate to be Monday if you lose. But that week feels like a year. When it's going to be even worse this week. year because you're not going to have basketball to grind every day. Oh, I know. I, and I don't even know when that's going to come back. That's the worst part. I don't know if we see basketball in December, January, February, next September. Who the hell knows? Not good. Not good. But this isn't a basketball show. This isn't an NFL show. This is the MLB strategy show. So we are going to dive in right now with the Miami Marlins and the Philadelphia Phillies. Marlins uh, staggered a bit from yesterday, but Phillies just slight favorites. This is a coin flip game. My boy, Sandy Alcantara going for the Marlins. Jake Arietta going for the Phils. Arietta picking up a little bit of love. 15% owned on DraftKings, 3% owned on FanDuel. Not much for uh, Alcantara, if you would like to say it like that. Do you have any interest in the pitching in this game? Not really. I mean, both pitchers are relatively inexpensive, um, especially for only a six-game slate. Obviously, the Phillies' offense is, is good. Alcantara is not a high strikeout guy. Neither is Arietta. He does get a little bit better matchup going against Miami, but it's not like this is a terrible Miami lineup. You know, they, they did add Starling Marte to it. Um, Dickerson is fine. Aguiar is fine. Anderson's fine. Like, it, it's not a lineup that is going to just, you know, roll over and die. And, and Arietta, the strikeout stuff has basically just disappeared. You know, for the season, he's at 20% against righties, 15.9 against lefties. Lefties are hitting for a lot more power with a 224 ISO. So I think that, you know, you would, like a 3K Corey Dickerson looks pretty good. $2,100 Matt Joyce, if he's in the middle of that lineup, is a good value. But overall, I don't really think I end up getting the pitching here. Yeah, I, I think we're on the same page. I don't mind Arietta. I'm, you know, we have Bumgarner right above him. Uh, $400 more expensive. That's a potential way to go. I just don't, there's not a lot to pay down for Josh Fleming yeah. picking up a little bit of ownership. We'll dig into that in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's, that would be the argument. Like I would rather roster Arietta than Baumgartner. Even at that ownership. I don't I mean, have the ownership in front of me, but Baumgartner unowned Arietta 15. Probably. Yeah. I Okay. Yeah. I mean, Baumgartner has been hurt, but also facing the Dodgers also just not good. Fair. 
Let's talk bats then. Uh, Marlins actually getting a little bit of love, uh, 10% aggregate ownership. Phillies, similar story, 12% aggregate ownership. Uh, Marlins are kind of getting there just because they are a value. Phillies are getting there because they have McCutcheon, Hoskins, Harper, and Real Muto at the top of their lineup, which are actual major league hitters. Do you have a preference for bats in this game? I think the left-handed value for the Marlins, you know, I kind of touched on it when we talked about Arietta, but Dickerson has popped from the left side. He's really cheap. Matt Joyce, if he's in there, you do have some pinch hit risk with Joyce. I would assume that if he, when they get into the bullpen, if uh, my, if the Phillies bring in a lefty, that Joyce leaves the game, but pay attention to where he is in the lineup because if he's sandwiched between like Marte, Aguilar, Anderson, and Cooper, it's going to be really fun to bring in a lefty since you have to face three hitters minimum now so uh that, that's something to kind of just keep in mind when you're looking at Joyce and, and trying to weight the pinch hit risks both of those guys look like good values you know on the other side you're you're looking more I think at full stacks for Philly because they actually are a good offense the price thing's affordable uh, McCutcheon's really cheap DD sub 4k and then you know even Harper's not that expensive at 5200 yeah I think Philly's going a little underrepresented uh they're, they have the fifth highest odds of being the top stack in Alex's tool but there's not much separating second from fifth and they're just a hair behind fourth. Now they do have the third most ownership in that group, but they're also an incredible value, a much better value than San Diego or the Yankees are projecting who are slightly higher. So I'm actually surprised that not that they aren't getting ranked a little bit higher. They are fourth for me. I don't have much interest in the Marlins side outside of more like cash game scenarios for Corey Dickerson, uh, the top of the Phillies lineup, even though the ownership is already there, looks good. Uh, the bottom is less than stellar. Um, but if I'm going anywhere, it's probably Philly. And I think that they probably show up a little bit more in crunches, just given their value. I think it would push down the Yankees and Padres, at least based on Alex's top stack odds. Uh, do you have any favorite bats in this game? Like you're, you're, the first couple guys you're keying on. Dickerson. And then, I mean, McCutcheon for value, Harper just for points. Yeah. Yeah. Harper, uh, clearly the top projected fantasy point player in this game. If you come up with a different outcome, I'd be very, very surprised. <laughs> Nobody getting crazy. I mean, Dickerson at 24% ownership seems reasonable given his price and his spot in the order. Nothing really out of whack here. Dickerson and Marte on FanDuel are the only two guys from the Marlins in double digits in ownership, just around 20%. Um, is there anything else to touch on in this game? I mean, the there are so many games with an implied total north of five, or teams with an implied total north of five. These guys are just like, chilling in the mid fours it's just not that appealing of a game yeah if this were in philly it would be better yeah no, no question yeah marlins park uh, for those that don't know a little bit of a pitcher's park so not going to be a place where you're going to find a ton of offense and i don't really find the pitching to be all that interesting so might as well treat this one like a five gamer <laughs> all righty rays and red Sox. Fixing the ticker. Oh, things are good. Rays and Red Sox. Rays 5.2 run implied total. Red Sox 3.9. Uh, 63% chance to win for Tampa. Josh Fleming going for Tampa. Mike Kickham going for the Red Sox. Fleming at 18% ownership. So let's just start there. Is that the guy you want to use if you're paying down? Yeah, I think it's fine. But the problem is that, you know, he is getting some ownership and I don't expect him to go particularly deep into this game. He's gone five, five and a third and five innings pitched. He's thrown 72, 74 and 73 pitches. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious what Tampa's looking for from him. And if he pitches well, you're probably getting like five innings. So um, the, the ceiling is relatively limited, but 
he is pretty inexpensive. Boston is pretty bad. It is a good pitcher's part. Obviously, limited options with there only being 12 pitchers going in general. So um, he, he's fine. You know, it's not, I wouldn't say he's under-owned, but I do think he's a, a pretty good value. Looking at his uh, minor league, so he's, he's 24, um, former fifth-round pick. Not great minor league numbers in terms of strikeouts, striking out between six and a half and seven hitters per nine uh, steamer projection for 5.9 hit, uh, strikeouts per nine in the majors. So, I mean, it's not someone you're getting excited about. It's kind of just, he fits into your lineup. If you need to go value 13% K rate from steamer is less than ideal. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. No, not so much. I, I just don't like how deep do you think he goes in this game? Five minutes. It's probably like the only guy that can stand out then if you're trying to pay down and assume, I mean, you're like, if you're going to him, you, you know where you're going with your other pitcher. It's either Cole or Sonny Gray. Yeah, I, I just don't like, know. It should be Cole. I don't think you're going to need to pay down that much because yeah. pricing has just been so soft on hitters that even if the stack you're going to is relatively expensive, you're going to be able to find like two to three K hitters that aren't terrible, you know, like Matt Joyce or like Corey Dickerson. There's just so many of them right now on like every slate for whatever reason. Yeah, that's why, like, I don't know. If he were, like, 4K, I think this would be a different scenario. But at 5,900, I don't think you're getting enough savings. I, I don't right. have the need to go down that far for a guy that I don't think is particularly good at the things that get you fantasy points. And from a bats perspective in this game, it's not I, – I assume you're not rostering Mike Kickham in any formats? Yeah. Okay. No. Tampa number two stack from Alex in the top stack odds, uh, largely because of their value. Only two guys north of 4K in the projected lineup. So they are second in top stack odds. They are third or essentially tied for second in ownership share, but they are projected to be the top value play of the slate. 17.8% of the time, the Rays will be the top value. How do you want to manage the Rays? Um, they seem to be like neutrally owned, but very easy to get into lineups. Yeah, I mean, I think they're clearly they're they're clearly good values. They're in a good spot against Kickham. The only real negative is the park, but still a five point three implied run total in uh, Tampa Bay. Obviously, is nice. Um, it, it'll depend a lot on ownership because they are projected to get a, a good amount of ownership right now. But you know, I do think they're good values, um, especially if you have Margot and Rosarina in the top two spots. They're both cheap. Uh, Mike Brasso probably getting cleanup looks pretty solid here. Um, so yeah, it, a, a lot's going to depend on ownership. I do want to keep an eye on Hunter Renfro, who may be hitting kind of towards the bottom of the order, but obviously does have a ton of power upside. Only thirty hundred on DraftKings looks really, really good. Joey Wendell, second third base eligibility, 3,100, 20% ownership in our current run. That's a pretty big number for a guy in the six hole. Yeah, uh, especially lefty-lefty to start the game. Yeah. Anxious to see if that changes at all. Um for the Red Sox bats, Boston coming in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth in the top stack odds, coming up a little over owned. I mean, I think this is just like a tale of two sets of bats. If you want to get to Verdugo, Devers, Bogarts, or JD Martinez, you're rostering real players. If you want to get anybody below that, I'm not all that enamored with anything from Boston. It, do you feel differently about the side? No, that, that, that sums it up. Um, it, it's in, in the limited sample of Josh Fleming that we have, it's probably worth pointing out that he's struck out 36% of lefties, 14% of righties, very, very limited sample, um, particularly for the lefties. He has given up a 234 ISO to righties. 
I can't believe Boston's like tanking this year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Like the Orioles are still kind of making a playoff push too. Yeah, I haven't looked at the playoff odds in a while. Is I, I assume it's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they look. I just know every time I watch an Orioles game, they mention that they're only a couple games out. I bet their percentage of making the playoffs is like non-existent, but like that, well, the math, you can say the math differently. <laughs> yeah. But I think also uh, Vegas had them at like 20 wins or something for the season. So 9.4% odds to make the playoffs per fan graphs right now. When was, I mean, so, so coming into the season, if you said on September 10th, the Orioles had a 10% chance of making the playoffs, that would have been like ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that like it hasn't gotten better or anything. Uh, it's, the yeah, AL yeah. the AL is essentially locked down. Uh, Rays, yeah, I'm gonna need, these are all so one two three, four five six seven. Eight. Here are eight teams north of ninety percent: Rays, Yankees, Blue Jays, Twins, Indians, White Sox, A's, and Astros. All ninety percent or higher to make the playoffs. Apparently, the AL is just done. <laughs> what do we have on the NL side? All right, way more ambiguity on the NL side. Braves and Phillies essentially in. Uh, Cubs essentially in. Dodgers and Padres in. Giants at 73%. Cardinals at 77%. And then you get Mets and Marlins in the 30s. Reds at 26. Rockies at 18. So uh, the random number generator is going strong in the NL side. All right, favorite bats in the Rays-Red Sox game? Uh, JD, he also gives you some leverage, which is nice. Um on the other side, I, I mentioned Renfro as potentially a lower own guy that has a lot of power um, at the top. If Marco is leading off, he looks like a good value. Yeah, right now on the Red Sox, JD, the bat that stands out the most on the Rays side, Margot Orozarena. Did I say that correctly? Yes, okay. If I covered up everybody's first name, how long would it take you to land on Randy for him? If I didn't already know it? Yeah. Uh, infinite guesses. Yeah, <laughs> never, never would I land on Randy. <laughs> Randy's a good name for a dog. Anyway, Yankees and Orioles, game three on the slate. Yankees 5.2 run implied total, Orioles 3.4, 70% chance to win for the Yanks. That's the highest number on the slate. Garrett Cole going for the Yankees, Keegan Aiken going for the Orioles. Uh, no ownership going to Aiken. Cole, 52% owned on FanDuel and 69% owned on DraftKings. Yeah, it's still nothing really negative to say about that. Um, with this particular slate, you know, like, what are you doing if, if you're not rostering Cole? You know, obviously you can go to Gray, you can go to Paddock, who's had plenty of issues this year, but the guys with comparable upside is just so limited. It's basically Gray. So when you combine that with there being cheap bats on the slate and on DraftKings having the roster two pitchers, I really don't want to get away from it. Yeah, he's very clearly the best option on the slate. Uh, public ownership is there. Public ownership should be there. I don't think there's much else to say. Uh, I, it's Garrett Cole, first and foremost. Is there anything we should glean from 70% ownership on DraftKings? Because that gets you, you start to get to a point where, like, what... Is there an upper bound for you or for anyone really um, when you're a top priced pitcher where it's just sort of like, is there a too high for Garrett Cole today? I don't really think so. I mean, 
it, it also depends what tournaments you're talking about. Like if you're talking about, you know, playing a 30,000 person tournament on a six game slate, there's a lot more of an argument for getting away from Cole and playing the Orioles. And, you know, if you, if you do that a thousand times, you're going to win enough slates that you make money. But in smaller field stuff, I really don't think so. Like I'd be very surprised if I don't end up with Cole and you know, all three or four of my uh, main lineups. It's, it's different too. If there's more guys on the slate, like, even if they don't project as well, if say you have Cole Gray and then throw in one or two really good pitchers in a tough matchup or something like that, then it's different because you can say, okay, like Cole's not going to beat them 90% of the time, but you just don't have that here. Like if you don't go to Cole, you still have to roster someone. So, you know, you're going, you're either going paddock or you're going to some like just absolute garbage pitcher in addition to Gray. So it's really difficult to justify on this slate i think um yeah i mean i guess I should, I, dustin may not a garbage pitcher but not a good strike pitcher so from a dfs standpoint kind of garbage yeah like i assume that there's a crowd that immediately sees that and thinks i'm going to go the other direction the the larger the field the more that makes sense right the the flip side to that is in your smaller field tournaments cole's going to be like 85 percent owned and your large field tournaments will be like 65 also true um there's there's this constant push and pull of ownership based on the size of your contest and the buying in of your contest and understanding that relationship and how that moves is pivotal. We give ownership projections for what is essentially like the mid-tier 150 max. So I, I don't know what it is off the top of my head on drafting somewhere in like the eight to fifteen dollar range, I'm assuming. It's typically fifteen to twenty. Okay. I, I haven't it haven't been in that range in a hot minute. Um but you're going to see the relationship of ownership change, whether you go lower or higher, whether you change the field, understanding that relationship is massive for you. Otherwise you can be making decisions that seem optimal on the surface, but you're actually kind of making a mistake a little bit. So be aware of what you're getting into, especially in situations when you have a pitcher like Cole that's projected for 70% ownership. It's a balancing act too, because you have to keep in mind really what you're talking about and you know, if you're playing in a 30,000 person tournament and 70% of the field has someone, it's, it's just a ton of raw lineups that have full. If you're playing a 300 person tournament. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 85% of the field has him. Yes, it's a higher percentage of the field, but you're still competing with, you know, 200 lineups or whatever, 250 lineups. Like if you have coal, you might not want the Dodgers today. Right. <laughs> um, any Aiken? No. He did look good his last time out, but no. I would rather have Clay Aiken. I'm sure you would. I walked right into that. <laughs> <laughs> Here I was thinking I was just making a joke. Yankees, third highest top stack odds on DK. Uh, ownership share just slightly higher than that. They grade out as my number two. Uh, like I said, two through five in Alex's top stack odds are all very similar. I don't know why you're smirking, but I assume it's still the Clay Aiken joke. So yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about the Yankees today good I mean 
they're they're going to be popular, I would assume, for good reason. Uh, right now, we have them with the second highest aggregate ownership, third highest top stack percentage. Like that, all makes sense. Keegan Aiken post you know decent minor league numbers. He's kind of a middling prospect for the Orioles. Uh, I, I don't expect him to be you know absolute garbage, but I don't think he's a major league starting pitcher long term either. So it is a pretty good matchup there. Obviously, a, a bit of a watered down lineup with no Judge, but. Uh, other than that, I mean, you still have plenty of power here with um, Voight, Hicks, Frazier, Torres at the back. Sanchez is terrible, but also still has power. Uh, DJ LeMay, he's a, you know, obviously just a good all-around hitter. So it, it's still a very formidable lineup for the Yankees. Are you stacking any better? Are you grabbing bats from the Orioles against Cole? I don't think so. I mean, if for some reason I end up without a Cole lineup, I think $2,100 for DJ Stewart is probably too cheap, considering Cole does give up power. DJ Stewart has it. And He's really, really cheap. Um, Mount Castle's underpriced for his talent level as well. But like I said, I, I expected my main stuff to just have Garrett Bowles, So We do need to touch on this uh, weather looking kind of rough for this game, which would be obviously massive. Uh, we would lose the clear top projected pitcher for the slate and the second most owned hitting stack. I'm assuming we're on the same page here that Sonny Gray and Chris Paddock's ownership goes absolutely through this through the roof if this if we lose this game. Um, do you any thoughts as to how this impacts the rest of the slate if we lose it? This game is probably like the one that you would least like to lose, just yeah. from a like kind of integrity of the slate standpoint, like making it so everyone's not playing the exact same lineup. But um, yeah, I mean Gray would just become the clear top pitcher. You would get more ownership going to like Alzale from the Cubs probably right now he's at like two percent I think you would get some ownership shifting there just for a, a mid-range option you get a lot more ownership going to the Dodgers bats than they're already getting um any expensive stack would get a little bit more ownership because you're taking Garrett Cole's 10k off the board and people are going to spend close to the full salary so um it, it would change a lot it would push a lot of a lot more ownership to the spots that, that are already getting it yeah. If we were to break down this slate by removing Yankees Orioles, everything we say would end up being like wildly different. It, there's so much ownership coming to the Yankees and to Cole that it would change the entire structure of the slate. I think the slate would just become a lot more or will become a lot more ownership dependent because your highest projected lineup are just going to be so popular if this game's taken out. Yeah. I don't really have many Orioles bats to recommend against Garrett Cole. That seems like a death sentence. If I'm recommending anybody from the Yankees, my favorite bat would be Gary Sanchez, $4,700 catcher. Ownership is already there. Uh, if I'm trying to get a little bit different from the ownership, Aaron Hicks, probably 4K outfielder. Yep. Just keep a close eye on the weather, guys, because that's going to do everything for you. Now... I want to shout out uh, the presenting sponsor of this show, Yahoo Sports. Uh, only place you can become a baller. First and foremost, that should be the thing that you pay attention to most. You can get up to $30 in YSRPs if you use the promo code AWESOMO when signing up. You're going to get contests that have lower management fees, sometimes no management fees. They're generally running a no management fee contest every single day. That'll be the best contest you'll find in the industry. You cannot beat uh, a contest where they're not taking anything off of the top. Those, that's massive. It should really help your bankroll. It should really help you to build your bankroll. That is why I think you should start at Yahoo. Should find some softer competition. You can get your feet wet in the industry. So go to Yahoo, 
Use the promo code Osimo and get those YSRPs, Yahoo Sports Rewards points. Make better choices. Choose Yahoo Daily Fantasy. And if you want some free content from Osimo.com, today's your lucky day. The MLB lineup builder, free for you today. The PGA lineup builder, free for you today. And I just realized that I didn't set a PGA lineup, and that locked 32 minutes ago. Yes, it did. I set three. I'm sure I'll be jealous of you in about an hour. I assume that I have a message in a Discord calling me uh, all sorts of names. (laughs) Fantastic. But the PGA lineup builder is free or was free today um, if you want to check that out. So MLB lineup builder, PGA lineup builder, and for the uh, single game tonight, NBA projections are free tonight. Lakers and Rockets, only a one-gamer since the Bucs went home, even though the Bucs have uh, Giannis and he's incredible and, and better than Luca, but that's not a path that you and I want to go down on this particular slate. Uh, which is funny. It's delayed an hour due to fog. Oh, golf is delayed an hour due to fog. Did they push lock back an hour? Cause that'd be great. <laughs> um, I can let you know in a second. <laughs> I could let you know in a second. Otherwise we're going to take did not. My lineups are live. I don't even think I said a dummy. That's the worst part. Well, still tied for first with failed to draft in time. Did you, did you enter stuff? Just uh, like a generic contest with a group of people. I, um, I didn't actually play the slate. I'm not hemorrhaging anything other than a, a minimal amount. Pride. Yes, yeah. pride. N- no pride for me. Uh, Bobby Boom has won it the last two weeks. So shout out to him. Missed that guy. Actually, it's NFL season. He should be. Yeah, he should be back. He should be back in Slack shortly, burning it all down to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Cubs and Reds. Cubs, four unimplied total. Reds, four and a half. I actually don't know if that's true. Did we get a Cubs total yet? Wind looked like it was blowing in pretty aggressively. We didn't have the line when I first uh, built out the sheet. So one spot I'm looking at, it looks like a seven total. Um, I'm pulling up. Something else, no. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing seven as well. That is way more than I gave it credit for. I gave it eight and a half this morning. We'll drop that to seven. And now we'll say Cubs 3.3 run implied total. Reds 3.7. Alzale against Adam's boy, Sonny Gray, who is only 9,600, which is clearly the correct price tag and definitely shouldn't be over 10K. Sonny Gray, 47% owned. Uh, he's 25% owned on FanDuel. That number, these numbers will go up massively if we lose the Yankees Orioles game. But talk to me about how you feel about Sonny Gray against the Cubs in what appears to be a fantastic weather opportunity in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I feel good about it. It, it seems like the wind's blowing in, the temperatures are pretty cool. Both of those things obviously play well for him. Um, second highest strikeout percentage on the slate behind uh, Garrett Cole. So, whether Cole's on the slate or not, you're talking about the second highest upside pitcher the only real negative for greg is is his walk percentage he can get into some trouble there he can you know rack up his pitch count that way as well but other than that not really concerned i think the price tag is just perfectly fine no real problems with gray um like i mean if you asked me if i would rather stack the cubs or stack the orioles i would probably say the cubs but um you know it's it's just kind of relative to going against cole not any kind of indictment on gray I wish I could ask Connie Mack what the weather impact will be on this game, but unfortunately that information is probably not all that relevant. Um, what? I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> Cubs are have the lowest top stack odds for today's slate. 
per Alex, but they are also getting absolutely zero ownership. Is there any appeal to stacking the Cubs today? Yeah, I mean, kind of, I, you know, I mentioned it before, like with ownership being concentrated on this slate, if Cole's on it, Gray's still getting ownership. If Cole's off of it, Gray's getting a ton. If you're looking to leverage against one of the two highest owned pitchers, I think you probably have a higher chance of success going against Gray than going against Cole. Yeah. Um, Cole typically strikes out guys and gives up home runs. So seems more like someone that I would be looking maybe to take a one, one off against or, you know, mini stack against gray. When he gets in trouble, walks a lot of guys, puts guys on base, can get out of the game early if his pitch count gets up. So I, I would lean towards the Cubs from a full stack standpoint, but you know, again, it's just not a spot that I think is, is that likely. Yeah. 3% odds of being the top stack is, you know, we're talking about a one in 33 outcome for those sorts of odds that's you know once a month you're going to hit on a, a spot like this with a cubs team and a 3.3 run implied total but you do gain a little bit from sunny gray's ownership and at least the cubs lineup is filled with you know like real major league hitters <laughs> mm. what about the reds here so they're coming in middle of the pack and top stack odds they are actually showing uh, quite a bit of leverage only five percent ownership share decent value it's not going to be a great offensive environment, but is this a spot where you can get a little bit over the field just because no one's there? I think I'm actually more interested in Alzola. Okay. Talk to me about it. Unowned. Yeah. And that's a big reason why, I mean, he's got good strikeout stuff. He he only went two and two thirds innings on, on the fifth, but he threw 78 pitches. So he's relatively stretched out uh, in the, I'm pulling up his minor league numbers now, but I remember from last year being interested in him when he came up, um, he struck out a lot of guys. So 15 starts at AAA last year, 65 and a third innings pitched, struck out 32.3% of hitters, walked 11%. Uh, so far in, you know, the limited time this year, 31 and a half percent strikeout percentage, 18 and a half percent walk percentage. Like he's a, he's a really volatile guy. There's a good chance that he doesn't go very deep because he blows up his pitch count and all that. But we'd already kind of talked about the, the mid range on the slate being very unappealing in terms of guys that actually have strikeout ability. And Alzale does have that. He's not getting ownership. Uh, he's priced at a point where he's not really in the same price range as guys like Arietta and, and Fleming, but in the context of the slate and being able to fit him in the lineups, I don't think it'll make a huge difference. Like I don't think you're gonna have to sacrifice a ton to get to him. So if his ownership does stay as low as it is, I, I like, taking a chance on someone with actual strikeout upside as opposed to rostering two guys in Arietta and Fleming that the field is basically just banking on getting balls at people. What's your expectation for how deep he goes? I think he goes like if he pitches well, like five innings. Okay. It's pretty similar to Fleming for me. Yeah. If he, if he can get even past the fourth, I think he's probably going underrepresented for what you can get, especially given how good of a spot this should be uh, with the wind blowing in and Wrigley. Are there any bats that stand out to you individually? Only Eugenio Suarez is in double digits on DraftKings. Uh, Vado, Castellanos, Suarez, and Moose Tacos are all in double digits on FanDuel. Chris Bryant as well. Um, nothing really. I, I think the red side is more appealing than, than the Cubs side. Um, the pricing isn't that favorable. Jesse Winker at 3,900 for the Reds is probably the, the top value there. But overall, the, the hitting conditions are just 
so shitty that unless you're just getting really low ownership, I don't really see it. No, um, we're on the same page here. It's it's really difficult to recommend any individual bats. So let's keep it moving. Padres and Giants. Padres 5.2 run implied total. Giants 3.8. It's a good thing that this game is not in San Francisco. Um, have you seen the skies in San Francisco right now? Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, that's what I don't know if that's. I, I guess you said golf was delayed by fog, not by that. But oh yeah, they're in uh, Napa. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was watching a video yesterday of people at the Embarcadero just glowing orange sky. Yeah, terrifying. Looked like a real. Looked like an Instagram filter. Yeah, exactly. I I saw someone post that they had to use like their actual camera, not their phone, because their phone kept like correcting the color. (laughs) That's craziness. Yeah, it's it's just full full orange. It looks like the color of the like the orange on a Giants uniform. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's like a brown's orange. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll work, which is such a weird sentence. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Padres and Giants, again, Chris Paddock going for the pods, Trevor Cahill going for the Giants, 12% ownership for Paddock on FanDuel, 34 on DraftKings. So I guess my first question to you would be this. Do you prefer Gray or Paddock? Gray. Okay. It's, but yeah, especially with... Why would I ask you? Right, it's, it, I mean, I am a pretty big Paddock guy too, but not in the same way that I'm with Gray. Um, yeah, I mean, with the ownership how it is, I would say Gray. If if you get to where it's, you know, 50% Gray and 20% Paddock or something, it starts to become a different conversation. But uh, as is right now, I would rather get to Gray. So would your ideal pairing be Cole-Gray? Yep. Okay. You don't think that there's any problems there from a salary perspective? You think you can get that pretty easily? Yeah, I think it should be fine. I mean, if you start with Cole and Gray on DraftKings, you're still averaging $3,762 per player grab like one minimum salary guy here at 4k yeah that it shouldn't be, be easy enough no no not at all um I, we figure in what like 60 percent if we lose that yankees game on paddock probably more. probably yeah. yeah okay yeah you probably get to what like 70 60 or something on gray and paddock yeah i could see paddock even becoming a little bit more well you're probably not going to need the extra salary so it's probably still going to be sunny gray uh padres fourth in the top stack odds um seventh or eighth in the ownership share not the best value in the world a lot of money at the top end but they are showing uh significantly higher top stack odds compared to their ownership share how do you want to manage the Padres here against Cahill I think that it's a good spot you know Cahill obviously when he's on has some pretty nasty stuff it can get some swings and misses but uh he's not really on all that often the Padres are obviously really good um Cahill's strikeout stuff so far this year has been good 26 percent against lefties 31 percent against righties um his one big thing with him is his walk percentage um so far this season that's the wrong page he's at where is he is he not listed on fangraphs okay so i need to pull up his actual page um but in in general you're gonna get just you know such high upside from the the padres Uh, so far this year 15.3 percent walk percentage 27.8 percent strikeout percentage for cahill uh, kind of just more of the same, you know, when, when he's on, he's really tough to hit, but um, when he's off, he's putting a lot of guys on base. You can get him out of the game pretty quickly. And, you know, you do have a, a, a implied ground total north of five for the Padres. Um, not the most favorable pricing, but as far as the whole stack goes, it's still not crazy expensive because like you have Tatis, you have Machado that are really expensive, but then you have Moreland at 3,900, Myers at 41, uh, Cronenworth at 41. Like you have guys that, that can kind of balance this stack out. God, I, 
the, the bottom is just so much different than the top. It's craziness. Yeah. Tatis at 6K, man. What a world. And always popular because shortstop's never that good. Yeah. I wouldn't, like, Tatis and Machado for 11-7 combined, and I don't even think it's, like, too, too crazy. Although I think Machado is slightly over-owned. Yeah. So, like, the thing, if you go Cole, Gray, Machado, Tatis, you still have a little over 3K per hitter to spend. And with how many just dirt cheap guys there are, I don't think that even ends up being that difficult. Would you even want to, though? Like, if you're already getting Cole, Gray, like, is getting to a 22% owned Tatis even something you want? Probably not all that often, but it depends what I'm doing with the rest of my lineup. Like, if I'm, if I happen to be stacking, you know, I don't know, some 5% owned team, then I don't really care. Like, save $700, just grab Corey Seager. I was thinking for it, but yeah. Let me look at it. Yeah, yeah, that works too. Corey Seager was in between Tatis and Torres in that spot. Or go to Josh Rojas for 2900 Yeah, you know, same upside. Sure, very similar players. <laughs> Uh, on the Giants side, I, they, they rank 10th for me. They're not getting any ownership outside of Brandon Belt at 7%. Are you trying to get to any Giant stacks uh, on the opposite side of Paddock or any individual Giants bats that stand out to you? I think if I'm looking to leverage against the field, I'd rather go to the Giants than the Orioles or the Cubs. So I will say that. Um, Paddock has certainly had his share of issues this year. He's still a good pitcher. Um, but against lefties in particular, he struggled with the 19.5% strikeout percentage, 245 ISO allowed, backed up by a 248 expected ISO. Against righties, he's striking out 30%, but giving up a bunch of power to them as well. You should have, you know, Yastrzemski, Dickerson, Belt, all in the lineup as left-handed power bats, getting out of San Francisco where their power numbers should play a bit better. Um, from the right side, you're kind of left wanting, but you also get a cheap catcher option in Joey Bart, who's one of their top prospects. Um, I, I think that, you know, in the context of the slate, the Giants still aren't that appealing of a stack, but relative to the Orioles and the Cubs, I would much rather go to the Giants than, than go to them. Giants, 5% percent chance of being the top stack, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, basically tied for seventh but only a 1.4% ownership share, the least owned of all of the teams at that 5% spot. So if you are trying to get a little bit different, that looks to be that the, like, the lottery ticket you're looking for. And you do gain a little bit of ability to um, get on the opposite side of that Chris Paddock ownership. It's not going to happen all that often, but I think that is sort of like a weird spot that's okay. Ooh. One in 20, one in 20. That's all that matters. I would guess right now, and obviously I haven't done it, but it, when, when I make my, I would guess that one of my three max lineups is a giant stack. All righty. Well, that's a good take. People, that's good information. Hit that like button if you're here. There are 111 of you, 25 likes. Yeah, hit that thumbs up, please. Based on the numbers now, obviously. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, don't hold me to that, but just, you know, kind of glancing at the numbers and knowing how my lineups end up getting made, I would guess that one of my threes right now would be a giant stack. Final game, Diamondbacks and Dodgers, 3.9 run implied total for the D-backs, 5-6 for the Dodgers, Madison Bumgarner and Dustin May. Neither guy getting any ownership. The question is, should they? May not getting ownership is kind of interesting because he is a talented pitcher. He obviously gets a lot of ground balls. He's got really good stuff. It just has never translated into great strikeout stuff so far throughout the minors or the majors. So that's the concern. But if he's not getting ownership, you can kind of, 
limit your concern a little bit because obviously in any one game he can get strikeouts um you know the range of outcomes for him isn't drastically different than it is for chris paddock being a lot more ownership at that price range so he does kind of make sense as a pivot there in tournaments just based on talent um but if he does start to get ownership you know i'd back off pretty quickly as far as bumgarner goes i'm really just not interested um he obviously missed a bunch of time with injury and now just gets a terrible matchup against um, the Dodgers, you know, he threw 72 pitches in his first game back against the Giants. Uh, just brutal matchup pitcher that I, I don't think has been very good for a while. He's always just benefited from pitching in San Francisco, which clearly isn't the case anymore. So um, not not really on bum runner. Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not seeing much of anything here. May standing out in the top pitchers tool. 12.9% chance of being the top pitcher, only a 2% ownership share. So if you're trying to get different in a large field, I think May stands out. Diamondbacks, on the other hand, as a stack, second worst um, odds of being the top stack. They are cheap, so you are getting some value, but 8% aggregate ownership, most of that going to the aforementioned Josh Rojas in the leadoff spot. This isn't really a stack. It's mostly just a lot of Rojas, particularly in cash scenarios. Are you trying to stack any Diamondbacks? Because that seems like a terrible idea. The better question is, what do you want to do with the Dodgers who have a 20% chance of being the top stack and they have similar ownership? Yeah, I mean, not not really looking to the Diamondbacks, especially with how ownership looks right now. You know, Dustin May is not really getting it, so you're not leveraging against the field. You're just kind of making a suboptimal play against a good pitcher that gets a ton of ground balls. Um, as far as the other side goes with the Dodgers, I think it's a spot where you want to pay attention to individual ownership in addition to the aggregate ownership, because my my expectation is that you're going to get a lot of Dodger stacks that have some combination of the good hitters at the top, but then use guys at the bottom like TK or, or Gavin Lux or, you know, using the catcher's final Will Smith uh, to, to save some money. And so that gives you the opportunity to still be contrarian by, you know, maybe going, take, take a chance on like Alzelay, pairing with Paddock or Gray, save some money a pitcher, and then get, you know, all of Betts, Seager, Bellinger and Muncie in your lineup or something like that. Uh, so that's one way you can kind of probably be contrarian within that stack. Not sure that's the best approach on uh, on, on this slate, but um, if you're going to the Dodgers, you can at least look to do something like that. So many of these Dodgers bats look great today. I mean, they should. They, they are great. But to get like $5,700 Mookie bats on this slate, 30% owned. $3,900 AJ Pollock, 33% owned. Both of those numbers look like exactly what they should be as far as I'm concerned. It's hard to not like the Dodgers. Yeah, I agree. You really got to, you really need to be cognizant of your entire lineup construction today. If you're getting to Cole plus one of the other chalky pitchers plus Dodgers, um, that is going to be a very prevalent build and you need to be different somewhere. Any, any thoughts to like try to differentiate yourself in those scenarios? Uh, just what I was mentioning about, you know, I expect a large percentage of the Dodgers lineups to have one of the cheaper guys towards the bottom of the order. So you can be different while also rostering the best hitters in the lineup. Um, obviously, you'll be sacrificing a pitcher and potentially one-offs if you do so. But I think that's one way you can do it. Um, other than that, you know, this would be a spot where if you're stacking the Dodgers, maybe you go to Dustin May instead of Chris Paddock. It has positive correlation with your Dodger stack, but also just gives you a, a lower own pivot off of Paddock. Final thoughts on the slate? Definitely a slate where I think ownership really is going to come into play because you're just going to have you, – you have a couple of hitters that project much differently than the rest of the field. You have a couple of stacks that project much differently than the rest of the field. Um, it's just a slate where I think, you know, keep in mind that it's baseball. 
by by definition, by nature, a bunch of weird shit happens, and there's a ton of variants. <laughs> like, um, it, it's a slate where there's a really good chance that when you look at the winning lineups at the end of the night, you're going to say like, I would have felt really terribly clicking that into play. That's baseball for you. Well, guys, six games up, six games down. Thank you for joining us. Keep your eye on the weather for that Yankees game. That's going to be really important. Hit the like button on the way out the door. Best of luck on this slate. I'm waiting for that lovely music from Jordan Klein, but 